Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, part of Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. Tyler, we got a Pirates victory, one nothing over the Marlins. How you doing? I'm here. Thank <laughs> God I'm here because Jim's just too busy going out there hanging out in the bullpen with Tyler Beatty. I know, right? He is... Now, this is what I don't understand. So for those who don't know, Jim is actually in Pittsburgh. He was at the Pirates game. Why is he not like our on-field correspondent right now? It's a good, I mean, he could probably also ask why I'm not there. Why aren't you there? I didn't feel like it. <laughs> that was kind of the plan, too. Weren't you guys thinking about meeting up? Well, my plans change often. Clearly. Originally, I was going to move into my new house today and... Then, like, when that opened up, I was like, I don't really want to go to Pittsburgh and watch Josh Van Meter play first base. And, like, is Jim really worth that to me? Is Jim worth that time to me? Let's be honest. You're not really a people person either. So, oh, not at all. I could, I could definitely, you're, you're the type, you're clearly the type, like, there's plans, right, that are made and you're hoping and praying they get canceled. I know that's you. Absolutely. I'm looking for a reason to cancel them. <laughs> so, yeah. I so, fortunately, plans. you didn't see Jim. So, therefore, I'm not here alone. But, again, you know, Jim, when does he ever do anything anymore? He just doesn't. And, again, That's he could cool. be like the on-field court. We could have Jim in right now having an interview with whomever. Let's be Look at Jim's tweets today. He was no in no condition to be an on-field correspondent. What? Because he had bad takes, like he always does. Yeah, he might have. He might have put a few away. <laughs> well, let's talk about this game, anyways. So once again, Pirates do win one nothing. A lot of good pitching on the Pirates end. Jose Quintana gets a start. Maybe his last start as a Pirate could be one more. Unlikely to be more than that. I know if you had it your way, there would be. I'm still on the fence. But regardless, he pitched really, really good. Now, mind you, still on his offense. We talk about, right, they're lacking some people right now. But he looked very effective. The curveball was working. He goes seven, once again, seven scoreless, four hits, no walks, four strikeouts. Yeah, Quintana looked really good. He located really well. Like you mentioned, the curveball. I don't know if it's the Marlins getting back to being the Marlins, but... They swung at a lot of pitches that probably shouldn't have been swung at, but it's what Quintana's done all year. He's looked really good. He hits his spots. He his command's been very, very efficient this year. And he's a guy that, like you mentioned, I'd like to have in the rotation again maybe next year. I'd be okay keeping him. That's probably a conversation for Thursday. 
I'd, I'd be completely fine keeping him. I don't actually know what the schedule looks like. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I assume they probably play because they play every Thursday, it seems like, anymore. But, I mean, it takes two to tango. I get what you're saying. And, uh, again, like that's why I'm on the fence. If he were to sign an extension based on the terms, what that would look like to not trade him and do that. But, I mean, I'm not – trust me, I'm not – putting anything in the Pirates' favor here and saying that they've even attempted this. But it could be like this is his last big contract. I mean, this is this is why you signed this deal. He's doing exactly what he needed to do in signing this, and this is going to be probably his last like big payday. So maybe he does want to test free agency. So I'm just putting it out there. Again, I'm not trying to put something in the Pirates that doesn't even, you know, hasn't even taken place yet, but that is a possibility. But regardless of that being said, if this is the last start, this was a really, really good start. And like you said, he has been very consistent all year. You know, I, I know he had a, a kind of a, a rough spot, maybe like the past three starts, if you want to say. The last one was really, really bad. The, the other two were just not really what he's been doing. And that kind of inflated the ERA since. Uh, but right now it's at a 3.7. He has looked very, very good this year in, in relatively terms of what he is, you know. <laughs> What's funny is like if you look back at what what year was it that everybody was clamoring for Jose Quintana in the trade? Was it like 2016 ish? Yeah, I mean it was like a three year span of Bell and Glass. Now Quintana to the Pirates. Yeah, it it was a long stretch. If we got this Quintana out of that trade, I think we'd be okay. Like as a fan base, we'd be happy with it. And now we're getting it. On the super cheap. Super cheap. Super, super, super duper cheap. And I think you could argue, I'm not going to hear out here and say it, it's a definitive thing, but I think you could argue, and I just looked him up real quick, that this is a better version than what the Cubs got from Jose Quintana. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely think you would argue that. He wasn't great the, up there. Right. Now, the one year stood out. So 2019, he had a 3.5 3. war. But, but I mean, his ERA was four point six eight. Like it was basically just off of innings and such. Yeah. You know, when you look at ERA, four hundred three, four sixty eight, four fifty. Right now, three seventy with the Pirates. I know the strikeouts are down a little bit, but this is probably the best version that you know you've seen since that trade. Oh, I I think you definitely can argue that this is the best Quintana's been since he's been with the White Sox. So. Does this last start since he he shoved? Does, does this mean now Pirates are getting a big time prospect for him if the trade happens? No, no I uh, can, we, can we put things he's in just, relative terms here? Yeah, he's just in a contract situation and an age situation that he, he's not gonna receive much. It's just not gonna happen. And he doesn't have the name power or anything like that or the pedigree to really receive the type of return that I think people hope he will, which is why I'm on board of trying to hang on to him. But if someone comes and blows him off, the, just blows their doors off. Sure. I'll trade him, but I'm not doing it for a lottery pick. Kind of like we talked about with Vogelbach last night. I'm not mm -hmm. doing that again, but I'm also not, I'm absolutely not taking a Vogelbach return for him but I'm not 
I'm not taking a low A prospect that might turn into a Jose Quintana sometime 10 years later. <laughs> I think it's to be hard to hope that a return in this type of trade would even pan out to be a Jose Quintana. But see, I guess like this is why I'm on the fence because he is in a contract year, right? I mean, it's well, obviously it's a one year contract. <laughs> so, I mean, he is a rental. There's no point of keeping him if you don't extend him. You know, like if you look big picture, what's the point of keeping him? It's not going to help out what your ultimate goal is, is to get a championship down the line, right? So, I mean, this is why you sign a guy like Quintana. This is why you flip a guy like Quintana um, if you're not, you know, going to have him long term. So, I totally get that. Now, obviously, what you're saying here is, you know, the return, like we just can't go after limited ceilings and such. And we go back to the Tyler Anderson one, and that kind of stung a little bit. But let's let's say this. What is your mindset? Do you think Jose Quintana, Quintana, geez, Jose Quintana has more trade value right now than what Tyler Anderson had at that point in time? Because both were like, this is a good example. Both came out of not so much nowhere for Tyler Anderson, but you wouldn't have thought anything. And then they're cruising. I mean, they're looking very solid at the deadline. I think they're about the same. Quintana's been better than Anderson was, but he's also older, I believe, if I'm correct. Anderson's oh, yeah. early 30s. Well, yeah, actually, um, is, Katana is only 33. How old is, is he? I, I want to say like he's yes. like 35 at this point. I, know, right? I could he's be been crazy. Forever, though. Yeah, Tyler Anson's 32. So, I mean, it's just really a year older. How old's Katana now? 33? 33. Okay. Well, at any rate, the one thing, the difference is that Anderson really wasn't much different than he had been through his career. Katana had a long, rough stretch. Quintana's pitching better than Anderson did with the Pirates. So I think it, it all evens itself out. But like you said, they got burnt with the Anderson deal. Yeah, that one kind of stung. I don't really want to see him get burned again, especially where they're at pitching staff-wise going into next year. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just take that shot to try to re-sign him. Yeah, well, ultimacy. But that's like where I'm at with you too. Like the thing about Quintana this year also is so when we talked in April, especially, and even in like into May, we were really talking about keeping Quintana or trading him and such. And I was all about trading him. Not that the peripherals showed it, but I'm like, listen, it's this isn't gonna hold up. This just is not gonna hold up. You want to trade him because eventually he's gonna turn into Jose Quintana, which you thought. But to be honest, like what he's doing this year shows to be sustainable. As a matter of fact, his FIP outperforms his ERA even. So it shows he's actually kind of a little bit unlucky in how well he's doing, right? So I think that's one thing you look at too. Like what you're saying here about Tyler Anderson is he pretty much has done the same. He was in cores. There's a lot of stuff you know, outside of that that looked pretty good. So like the signing happened. I know us, you know, Pirates fans were kind of excited about the signing. But Jose Quintana, like you're saying, he's old. He seems like he's washed up and now a resurgence here. So I think there's a little bit of that. Well, is this is this real? Is this going to hold up? So that's why I think like what you're saying is they're probably about the similar return uh, or value, I should say. But um, I'm I'm a believer in Quintana, and I feel like most clubs will be as well. When you look at again, like at the peripherals, this is legit. So I don't know what the return's going to be. I think he's good as gone. Yeah, the the other part of it is the front office has to know if. In this specific situation, does Quintana want to be here 
did he find something here? We don't know that. We don't know if maybe some click with him and he's comfortable here. Does he want to stay here? If he does want to stay here, do not trade him. But we don't know that. I'm with you on that. And I guess the whole point of what we're getting at is even in hopes that it's not like a Tyler Anderson type of trade, what we're trying to say here, put in perspective, is stop it with your trading Jose Quintana and getting some big prospect. You're not. Even as how well he's pitching right now, you're not. It's two months and hopefully a postseason. It's still Jose Quintana. He's still not lining up to be a one, two, or three on any playoff type of roster. So you're not getting a top 100 guy. You're not coming close to that. You're probably going to get something with hopefully like high upside. That was a downfall with like the Tyler Anderson one. There wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of upside in that trade. So, I mean, that's what you're hoping for. Like you're, again, like you're hoping for a Tony Watson type of return that you can get O'Neill Cruz. That worked out, but most cases that doesn't. <laughs> but you have that a doesn't O'Neill happen Cruz now. Anymore. Right, but it's like you have an O'Neill Cruz now, even though it was a very, very high risk in doing so. And a Tyler Anderson, you're hoping you're hoping to probably get an organizational depth catcher, <laughs> and maybe this pitcher that could probably ultimately become a reliever. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a tough situation where the Pirates are right now, and it all really just, like I said, comes back to where Quintana is and what the change actually was. You got to know whether it was, well, one, whether he's comfortable coming back here, because if he's not, then you have to trade him, which we don't know. Right. And if you trade him and he is comfortable coming back here, he's not coming back here. That's just not going to happen. Most likely. I'm just put that most likely. I mean, I'm not going to just throw it out. It's not, I'm not going to put a definitive answer on and say it's not going to happen, but that is the, the issue in trading him is now you're also, also giving an ability to go to another club and maybe fall in love there and go into the postseason and win a championship. And now he's coming back there. So, but there, there also is something to be said about just doing right by the player. If he wants mm-hmm. to go play for a contender, maybe you entertain the idea a little more. It's it's not a cut and dry situation, obviously. Like if he wants to go play for a contender now that he's flipping around, he doesn't want to be here. Not that he doesn't want to be here, but maybe he just he knows he's on the last leg of his career. He's turned it around. I want to go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Then then you might entertain it a little more. Right. Um, cool, cool, cool. So let's move forward from Jose Quintana. But again, he had a great game. But let's go down the pitching line. I mean, Will Crow came in. He's still looking really, really good. I know he had like a little rough spot there too. Mm, looked fine-ish. She struggled a hair. Eh. He still, he still did the job. He did. What's your what's your issues about Crow tonight? Two base runners. Yeah. Well, was it two? Yeah, oh. runners on first and second. Was it the error, though? It's true. Cabrian Hayes had a very bad day. He did. Now, that second one, okay. But that first one should have been picked by Josh. It should have, yes. Also. I mean, second we'll one was bad. First one, Van Meter's we'll got to have. Yes. So, it's like I don't put 
too much on that on Crow. I mean, he had two base runners, like you said, but that one really wasn't his fault. Yeah, I mean, he, the velocity is still kind of there. I saw him like 95-ish. The changeup still works. Change up. It's He's really leaning on that right now. Like well, he's really been all his, year, it seems. Yeah, but it's like his primary pitch right now. I mean, I feel like it's kind of been all year, though. Yeah, but at some point, that change yeah, up bottom of zone, like they're not going to. At some point, it's going to get picked up. And yeah. teams, it seems like they're starting to pick up the change up bottom of zone. Um, a two seamer might work for him a hair because it has the same action. That's right. Yeah, my bad. Ah, Crow's was, first oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that looked that looked painful. By the way, oh yeah. god, that's a broken wrist. <laughs> Me, not a doctor, but playing a doctor on this stream—that's a broken wrist. It was. I was in and out of this entire game. Like I was at the bar. Obviously, if you haven't heard me speak yet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Will Crow, like you said, I mean, that's the, the thing is about the changeup. It's been a very, very good pitch for him. It ha- it's it, really it's an excellent pitch. Right. But I guess I get what you're saying, too. Like at some point, something has to, you have to be able to throw something to make that changeup not your primary pitch. And a two seamer would really work with him. It's the same action. You've been pushing this two-seamer for years, by the way, too. And it's all coming back, just as you predicted. We're just coming right back around. I, I always said that Charlie Morton was going to be like the king of everything. He was going <laughs> to run that ground ball revolution. Then he jumped into that like upper velocity curveball, screw the two-seamer, and it's all going to come back around to that two-seamer. He's going to yep. ride off in the sunset with it. And that's how he's going to retire. <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So again, Crow does go one inning, one hit, the hit by pitch, which oh again was brutal. Two strikeouts, holds the lead, one nothing. David Bednar comes in, he does allow a base runner with a walk, no hits, two strikeouts, gets the save, seventeenth of the season. Thoughts on Bednar? Very good to not see him throw two innings. Those are my thoughts. It's... Now. That's something you've been seeing a lot lately, especially since coming off of the IL. So I pray we're in that space. Now, mind you, which we'll talk about too with this trade, I know Holderman's being sent down in AAA right now. I'm sure they're sorting some things out with those roster, the trade deadline coming up or whatever. But you have Crow, you have Bednar, you have De Los Santos, Stratton-ish, unless he's traded, you know, Underwood, and then maybe Holderman coming on. Like, hopefully, the thing is, there's a bullpen that you can semi rely on and not just have to throw out Bednar for two or three innings. So maybe this would be good to see as well like one inning outings for David Bednar. Yeah, they need to, or else right. his arm's going to fall off. Yeah. Can, can we there. just talk about that quote real quick from Shelton about wanting to get their eyes on Holderman in the minor leagues since they got him? You just traded for him. You're telling me you didn't have eyes on him? You should already know. I mean, isn't wouldn't that kind of be like the Mets 
saying, well, we're going to put Vogelbach in AAA to get our eyes on him first. Yeah. Like, yeah, we want to take a look at him before we throw him up there. Right. What the you guys need to like get a PR coach around here. That's been their problem for years. Their PR is so bad. Just it is. come out. And tell, yeah, we're trying to figure out what we're doing the major league roster. So, but do you know why the PR is also so bad? So they it's always do now. what you expect them to do without telling you that that's why they're doing it. And they do it time and time again, and they prove time and time again that they are going to do things like this. And it's like Rowan Z. Contreras, as we talked, like he will make his his starts yeah. in Indy, and he's not coming back up in August. And here we are. So the thing about this is, is I, I get it, but the wordplay that's used in the whole thing, I, 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 again, I just I understand it. Like I know you made the trade. I didn't expect him to go to. To AAA. I mean, we talked last night. There was a question in the chat. Like, who's the odd man now? We talked about maybe Dylan Peters and such. But I understand the deadline's coming up. I mean, they made the deal today. It wasn't on August 2nd. So maybe, you know, they don't want to make that move just yet. They don't want to definitively say it's going to be Dylan Peters today. Let's let things play out. Maybe you move an arm. Maybe you move Stratton. Maybe you move, who knows, Beatty, Dylan Peters too. I don't know. Maybe you end up moving some of those guys. And that way you don't have to cut someone. Just by attrition, there's a spot open, and now you can bring them up. So I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I don't hate that they went and did it. I expected them in MLB, but I don't hate that they did it. It kind of makes some sense. It's just a timing thing. The Pirates traded Austin Bryce last year. I keep saying Austin Bryce. The Pirates traded. <laughs> I can't do it. Who was it again? Now you got me thinking Austin Bryce. I will say Austin can, Bryce can, forever. Can we just. The, the issue is that there are a lot of very bad relievers on this roster. And they acquired one that should be good. Who would you option? I don't know if I'd option any. I'd just get rid of them. Like, how like, much longer do we have to watch bad freaking players? Well, I think that's what I'm getting at. I think this is kind of where I'm getting at. It wasn't Austin Bryce, but whoever the hell it was, it went to the Red Sox for Michael Chavis. <laughs> Austin right? Davis. Good Lord. Davis. Thank God. I mean, they were able to trade Austin Davis. So we're at the point where it's like, let's DFA Dylan Peters. What if there is a little bit of flyers on Dylan Peters and you're able to just trade him? Now, it's not going to be for much, obviously. But, like, are you just going to DFA him because this guy's here? Or are you going to play it out, give him to the highest bidder, get something for him in return opposed to nothing, and then just call up Holderman? Like, that's just where I'm at. Like, I understand that. It's, it's, to me, this is all paper stuff. It's just because of the timing of the dead, deadline, and that's why I'm okay with it. And as far as the option thing, that's why I want to bring that up. Like, I'm not going to punish De Los Santos and option him because he's doing the job because this trade happened. You know, like, he stays there. This is the new guy. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Here's Indianapolis for now. We'll bring you back up when things are. So I guess that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not going to DFA guys that might have some fillers on them, but I'm also not going to option guys that are here that actually are doing their job. I'm just... I'm tired of this team. They're exhausting. Everything. It's just one thing after another with them. 
and I'm tired of talking so again, about like it's just once like this really like you said it's a non-issue. They did what they did. Their bullpen stinks. It is what it is. But it's just one thing after another where they're just clinging on to everything they have. Every single roster spot. And it's a tug of war game right now where they are just grabbing every single piece of rope they can. Right. And no, that I piece of rope is completely ripped and they're just falling down by it. And like, that's what the issue in this is. I don't have issue in this. It's just that when you have this problem and, and you do and operate in this way with every single thing, even the times that it is right, it just looks the same as everything else, right? Like when you're doing this with Romansy right now, and then you happen to do with this with this guy, this guy actually makes sense. Again, like I can understand the reason for this today, but it's just, it's the same thing as all the other stuff. And you, it, it just, it's just a bad taste. So I just want to put it out there. You know, I, I get this. I understand this. I don't have a problem with this right now. We'll see him up here in, in early August. There it is. Let's move let's on. Talk about, let's talk about the game. Hitters. So as far as the offense goes, hits were strung along. I mean, the Pirates did collect nine <laughs> hits on the day. The big one was, by all surprise, Yoshi. He had 100 and was 104 mile per hour, mile per hour fast. I can't speak tonight either. He had 104 or 101. There it is. 101 mile an hour single. Scores the run. Obviously the winning run. But yeah, everyone like collected. It seemed like everyone on the team collected one hit. Yeah. Um. I could do without Greg Allen in the lineup ever again. Okay. This team just there's where do I want to go with it? Because there's many things I want to talk about, but I don't want to see Greg Allen anymore. I'll push that aside. I really did like O'Neill Cruz at bats today. Mm. I thought he had very good at bats, especially the first one. We saw him getting the better counts today. First to bat, hit a 100-mile-an-hour laser, hardly swung, got caught. It is what it is. He, and then it, baseball's weird. You end up with a single on a ball that should have been foul, but the groundskeeper helped you out. <laughs> right. Um, but I I really did like his at-bats a lot more today. He He's, lit off on a few sliders. Yeah, and he swung early in counts. The lefty that came in, he uh, he didn't hit any of the first pitches, but they were there. He swung finally, fouled him off. But I like the approach a lot more today than I have in a long time. Yeah. The last at-bat was rough, although that second strike was clearly not a strike, but he yeah. did watch strike three go right by him. So, yeah. like, no excuse for that, but that was a terrible call on, on the second one. Soft. But, yeah, I mean, he, he did look a little bit better. Um, but what is funny, so I think I counted. So, again, the Pirates had nine hits today. I think I counted, before the show, four hits that were 65 mile an hour or less. So, yeah. like, just an odd game today as well. I know they had f nine hits. They did win. But 
so many of their hits were just like dribblers, <laughs> just right up the line. They're like bunning for hits pretty much. Well, to be long. fair, they should have won two nothing because Heineman was safe by a mile. He was safe. Like there's no question he was safe. Don't even give me your Florida like halfway. I'm a Marlins fan kind of. No, 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 nothing of that. I just, I don't know what blocking the plate is. <laughs> and neither does MLB. He was safe no matter what. Like, he beat the tag. Well, did they call him out for... See, that I don't know. That's a question I don't know yet, whether they challenge that part or that part. But he was safe. Like, there's... He was safe. Well, he I guess was, actually... He touched the plate before they tagged him. The blocking the plate wouldn't matter because yeah, he's safe. So, I I don't know I don't what know. the issue was there. The, I will say this: I think he was safe too. But did the I replays look terrible? Live. Also, I couldn't understand like why was there not a good replay on that? Everything I, just looked awful. I'm gonna be honest. I thought the for, I thought live he was safe. Well, I, same. I didn't, I didn't really think it was close. But they won. They did. They did. So, like and I said, all those. Matter. And then Josh Vanameter's wasn't even a hit, but his also was 63. So, he also got on base. That would have been the fifth one of, like, 65 or under. Uh, he actually ended up on, on second because their pitcher, I think it was Pop at the time, decided to throw it at first and overthrow the base. So, anyways, yeah, it was a weird game offensively, but pitching on both sides was really good. And actually, like, shout out to the Marlins. They had the rookie pitcher start today, Max Meyer. He got injured pretty much right away. Turned I'm into a not shouting game. out shit for them. Oh no, was, I'm just saying that they had it was a good pitching game on both sides. No, they turned into a bullpen game. It was a horrible hitting game. This well, team couldn't hit a ball off of a bunch of relievers that had to string together eight enough. Well, I guess seven and a third. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, this team. The Pirates' offense was pathetic. <laughs> okay, fine. It, it has nothing to do with their relievers. No, they did nothing good. Well, either way, I was going to stay. I mean, it turned to a bullpen game. Clearly, not for injury. You know, you don't want to see injury, but when you see that happen, okay, it's time to turn on the Jets. Let's get some scoring going on. And I mean, the Marlins pretty much shut down the Pirates still. But yeah. your point, that's yes, what happens when you have a lineup with Kevin Newman. Greg Allen, Yoshi Sutsugo, Josh Van Meter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, who else is in the lineup today? Um, oh, Cal Mitchell. Mitchell. He sucks too. Yeah. Can uh, we talk about Josh Van Meter a little more here? I I just want to bring something up here because it's you know this grinds my gears all season long. But the whole, the whole issue about Josh Vanner, even to another level, we just talked about the O'Neill Cruz error, which is because Josh Vanner couldn't pick it, right? And he just I can't. Brian Hayes, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, my bad. I said Cruz, huh? Hayes. So the Hayes error was simply because Josh Vanner couldn't pick the ball. We've seen that time and time again. We've seen Josh Vanner not be able to catch a pop up. We've seen Josh Vanner not know where first base even is to get the out. So he's just a terrible defender. He's a terrible batter. I understand the righty-lefty platoon. I understand against righties, Michael Chavis isn't good. 
but can we just get to the point and just discuss Michael Chavis is worse is versus righties. And he's got a 71 rate runs created plus against righties. Basically, top of my head, I think he's like a two, a 210 hitter, a 263 on base guy, right? Like a 355 slugging. Do you know what Josh Van Meter is at his best versus righties? A 73 weighted run created plus. 210, 368, 355 slugging. Like they're virtually the same player. So why do we have to platoon them? Michael Chavis is clearly the elite defender between the two of them. So if they're going to both just be a black hole in the lineup, don't you want to at least have someone who can catch a ball? Yeah, it's because your manager's an idiot. I'm just so over this, the splits. The and splits it, the, it might not even be the manager. It could be top down. But whoever's making that decision's not doing a great job. Why do we have to give Josh Bamier any at-bats, any playtime? He is a liability everywhere. Hey, Colorado, do you want to know what a liability is? It's Josh Van Meter. This team, is it's July 23rd, and they gave Greg Allen a start in center field. <laughs> well, Greg Allen has because this team doesn't have his, any outfielders. Greg Allen has spent his freaking career being terrible at everything. Right. He's 29. And this team's trotting them out there while four guys are hanging out in the minor leagues. Five at least years younger than him. Just, yeah, we'll play him in double A and triple A. While Greg Allen gets to run out there and Jake Marisnik gets to run out there. Now, Jake Marisnik, I have no issue with. At this point, I don't want to see either of them. Well, I'm sorry. Jake Marisnik has trade value. Oh Jake, he's coming off. No, no, we're but, not. But, we're not going back. No, into the I'm sorry. Money no, deal. I'm going to fight and argue with this. The the difference <laughs> and the reason that you want to see Marisnik and not Greg Allen is because Greg could, Allen isn't getting traded. There, he has no value about anyway. Day. He doesn't add value to the team in playing. He doesn't add value to the team in in a trade. That's ship. fine. So there's okay, no point of having him. But Jake Marisnik has value, so. Let him play. He's also a very good defender, so he helps the club. Trade him away. We argue about this all day. But Greg Allen should not take a bats away from Jake Marizic if you're going to trade him. That is correct. Or the fact that you got Bay, Marcano, Swaggerty. Who's the fourth one I'm forgetting? Oh, yeah, the guy that they sent down. Sawinski, they hit two home runs yesterday. The team. <laughs> right. Yeah. But instead, they were going to trot out Greg freaking Allen, who can't even hit in the minors. Never hit in the majors. I'm sorry. Greg, <laughs> Allen's, Greg Allen is the new Anthony Alford. Stop it. Don't. Don't do No, this actually, he might be worse. Greg Allen's don't bad. He's a bad baseball player. He hit above his level last year. And now the Pirates, the dumbest team in baseball, bought into it. So now we got him. And now they got Ben Sherrington's got to show, oh, well, I'm I'm smart. I signed this guy. All right, enough Greg Allen. We're done with Greg Allen. 
Okay. But he's hitting freaking Let's, second. He is hitting second. Oh, I Neil get it. Cruz is hitting seventh. This, okay, now that's a problem. I, I get that. I, I get that. I get that. The, that is an absolute problem. Cal Mitchell's hitting ahead of O'Neill Cruz. That's that's a mistake. <laughs> Josh Van Meter did the night, didn't he? Everyone, everyone did. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, what everyone is up for Yoshi. All right. I want to move forward. We're, we're coming on to 40 minutes on the post-game show in a one nothing win against the Marlins. Okay. So we don't need to talk about Greg Allen anymore, but what I do want to bring up continuing to talk about this catching situation. We were able to talk about Jason DeLay yesterday. Today, Tyler Heineman. Now, mind you, the hit came off of a, it was another 60 mile per hour exit velocity hit. The, the hit wasn't too sexy, right? But he gets a hit. But defensively, Let's talk about that that gun, that throw to second. I mean, we're, we're seeing, I'm sorry, like we are seeing with Jason DeLay and Tyler Heineman a very competent catching situation. By the way, Michael Perez gets traded to the Mets today. I just read comments sometimes and I get annoyed. <laughs> but the catching tandem. Yeah. That, that, is that no, like I'm, no? I like it's where we're sad. At right now. I do but like that's where they're a bright at. spot on this team, and the catching tandem is actually bad. It's not good. Yeah, like it's but not for this great, team. I'm I'm happy with a defensive first catcher position. I guess like at some point, yeah. Obviously, they want some production out of there offensively, but at this term in the rebuild i'm okay with where we're at yeah i'm just very pleasant like it's just it's very pleasant that's the best way i can put it i'm just it's a very pleasant position for me there's no complaints you don't get too much excitement it's not flashy it's not bad you're just comfortable and pleasant with it yeah like they they call games well they frame well they throw well they're major league catchers. There we haven't seen those in a while. Well, and I guess Michael Perez. Stallings was got good, the parts. But... Cash considerations today. Don't know how. Yeah. Don't know how. But again, going back to my whole point, if Michael Perez was able to get traded today to the Mets, I'm sure someone's going to want Dylan Peters. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to want Chris Stratton. Like, if you can trade Michael Perez to a team. That's number one prospect in baseball. That is a catcher who's in AAA. <laughs> then you could probably trade Dylan Peters and tie it back. That's why I'm good with Horderman. I was going to call him Handyman with Horderman <laughs> in uh, in Indy. <laughs> All right. So whatever. <laughs> Denaro talking about delay is going to earn these post games a mature rating. It's my catcher, man. Anything else we want to talk about for this game before we get out of here? It's been 40 minutes. I don't know how we talk about the Pirates every single night for 40 minutes. But we do it. This team for an hour and 30 minutes every night. But I got I got to reel you in. Like I'm stopping. I'm making this a hard stop, Tyler. We got to We got to. There's no like I'm not the one needing reeled in right now. (laughs) You're the one that brought the catching position. The catching position. All right. Let's get out of here. But again, any last anything. Before we do leave, you wanted to bring up. You're good? 
Nope. I'm all good. Save it for tomorrow. Oh, God, I got to do this again? Yes. Oh, yeah. Thanks, so Jim. tomorrow, Marlins, Pirates, 135. Mitch Keller start versus Ooh. Sandy Alcantara. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to update the banner right now. I'm going to make it 39 and 56. So that way I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. <laughs> We're out of here. Bye-bye.